Hi, Creepsters. I'm Barry Marino. I'm Philip Landry. And I'm Jennifer Lynn. And this is... Open Shutters! Scary ghosts. Creepy serial killers. All things that go bump in the night. Enjoy the view from the open shutters. <laughs> Alrighty, boys and girls out there, and my beautiful, lovely co-host. How are you guys doing? I'm doing good this week. Me and my partner made 14 years being together. Oh. Oh, I thought you were going to say you and your partner made love for the first time in 20 years. No. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been doing? Well, I've had a good week. Um, I have a handyman. One that I can actually trust. A handyman? How handy? Uh, uh, well, huh. I'm not that handy, because every time I ever sleep with any of my handymen, things go awry. So I'm keeping myself to myself this time. But in all seriousness... Shit's got to get fixed, right? Yeah, yeah shit's got to get fixed. So I can't sleep with this one. But um, he's coming doing repairs on my mobile home, so that's great. Well, I'm a little confused. Why would you sleep with your candy man? Candy man? No, not that candy man. I don't do drugs. Oh, I heard it wrong. Oh, I'm, I'm a, so... You know... I have to explain. You know, like Rocky Horror says, he was, a little brought, he was a little brought down because he thought you were the candy man. Not in my case. It's Handyman. Oh, I thought, Handy you, were talking about, I thought you were talking about Sammy Davis Jr. He's Did he a have candy a big hammer? Oh, Willy Wonka. You know, none of my handyman's hammers were very big. They were maybe a normal size. You know, I've, I've never had somebody with those, you know, those big hammers you see with a big handle. I don't know why the handle's so big. But anyway, no, never, never one of those. Well, i got to explain to everybody. If you guys hear me go... Into a coughing frenzy. I've had this horrible cold all week. I'm finally, today is the first day I'm actually feeling human. Yeah, you, you look human too. Yeah, for the first time in a long time, huh? Yeah, it was I mean, looking pretty grisly this past week. I know, and, and, and it was really bad about that is everywhere you go, people look at you like you got COVID when it's just a, a common cold. And you're like running around, I'm double vaccinated, I'm double vaccinated, I swear. People, guys out there. <laughs> Everything's illness somebody has isn't COVID. I remember during the peak of the HIV, every time somebody, a gay person got sick, everybody automatically assumed it was HIV. But no, other things get you sick too. Uh, but oh, it, it was pretty bad too. It, it started off with this horrible sore throat. And, well, a head cold and a season. It was really bad sore throat. Well, before the sore throat, I had, and you got the hiccups for some reason. <laughs> yeah, I know. Before the sore throat, I had a, uh, do you want me to scare you? I don't have any pictures of my ex-landlady naked, honey, been, but I can still find some way to scare you. Honey, you've been scaring me for years, baby. I thought maybe it's some pictures of, like, my ex-landlady, you know who, I kind of can't say her name. Well, any picture of my relatives would scare me. Oh, 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 yeah, that's true. Any picture of me even with clothes on, those are scary. So, here's the thing. Here's the thing. We know it's being sick is lame, but what's really is lame is that email review you got. 
That's what I was just getting Are you ready. pulling it up? I'm pulling that up right. You got to read that to the people. Now, where did I I'll give you my it? opinion after you read it to the people it's, and tell them your opinion. It's a screenshot. Okay. So this guy, we're not going to even mention his name. Nah. nah. He writes it on the email, your podcast is simply not bad, but unsustainable. And then he goes, ugh. I wasn't really that insulted until the uh. Oh, t tell him the other about the subject part. So, um, well, he's putting, uh, <laughs> the thing is, is that he's trying to write Casey Anthony in the subject, and he spells Casey wrong. He spells it Carrie Anthony. C-A-R-E-Y instead of C-A-S-E-Y. So, you know, we got somebody, we, we, we got reviewed by someone who really doesn't really know how how to really spell that well. Mm -hmm. And so I wrote him back. I said, is there anything in particular you dislike about it, about us that you dislike? Now, we have uh, on our Twitter page, there are some Twitter groups of uh, people that are, um, we got all kinds of things. I mean, they were saying, like, tell them, to, you know, I have to mention his name to say what some of them said. But uh, one person said that we should say, uh, we hope you're okay and we love you. Clearly, you are going through a rough time. But no, no one is forcing you to listen. We release you. Go be free and find a podcast you deem better than not bad. And that's and that's sustainable. Well, I'm going to understand. Oh, wait, wait. I got, wait. You know me. I got to mention about this unsustainable. Okay. All right. right. Yeah. Tell, what's your take on this? Unsustainable. So, we've already lasted longer than probably the little blue pill that gave the man who wrote this damn review his four-hour erection. Oh, my God. You can make me laugh, and when I laugh, I cough. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, come on. We've, we started in December. We're already in May. And guess what? We have the next seven months planned out, and we're going to keep planning as we go along. Well, that's so what I'm going to tell you. Okay. If we're really unsustainable, which that means that we're not so, going to last. That's what you think he's saying. Uh, first of all, we have we have just in six months' time uh, reached six uh, one thousand six hundred and two followers on Twitter. Thank y'all. We on on Anchor alone. This is I count Apple. This is I count other other formats that we're on. It doesn't count Spotify. It may count Spotify since um. Yeah, I think it does count that. It might count Spotify. But we have over 1,500 downloads. And we are heard in, like, what, 20 countries? But you were telling me the Anchor and Spotify only make up a small segment. And the those Anchor are the is downloads. only 4%, and Spotify is only 7 So that's 4 So we're talking about several that's more That's 21%. It's 1,500 downloads. So we're talking so several more thousand downloads. Oh, yeah, we probably have about 10,000 downloads, well, I would well, say. Well, what, see, what offends me about this whole thing is him saying that we're unsustainable. I take that personal. I'm very sustainable, unless I drink too much and, and pass out and hit my head on the coffee table. I mean, that's How often does that happen? Uh, well, at least once or twice a month, but, but <laughs> then, never during a podcast. <laughs> I think that happened to him is what, happened, what it is. So anyway, uh, we're not going to mention your name. We know, I, I, we know when somebody wants to hear their name on the air, 
and that's usually when they write stuff like that. So we're not mentioning and the, your and the name. Review, and, the, and the email was just so lame. I could I could I could have gave more respect if there were reasons. I thought that if I it was just, fabulous enough I'm, shade. I'm, I'm double checking in case to see if he's responded again. You checking? And I'm double checking. I don't see it anywhere. Yeah, I'm going through this through my emails. <clears throat> now he hasn't even responded to anything again. And when I checked the history of his email address, that's all the only email he's ever sent. So it's probably a fake name, but he probably wants to hear it. And I think we're giving him too much publicity as it is. So let's move on. That was to other fun, things. though. I think that was our first mean email. Week, so we had fun with it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, send us about, some more. Come well, on. Yes, definitely. Let's talk about what we're watching. Oh, uh, well, so we I, all started watching. What was that? Um, well, I got y'all hooked because I've watched it through and I rewatched it with y'all. Special. Special, yeah. And explain to him what that TV show is, Philip. The actor, um, the main actor, and he think he actually uh, he's part of the whole team that brought it about. Uh, I think his name's Ryan O'Connell. Ryan, Ryan O'Connell, yeah. Ryan O'Connell. He um, has cerebral palsy, and he's you know, and he plays this character that's basically in the sitcom called Special, where the character has cerebral palsy as well. So it's the actor and the character. Um, and the character is gay, and it just kind of goes through how he operates living life as a person with a, a, a mild case of cerebral palsy. And uh, for, uh, fans of the TV show Friends, which, by the way, is having a re- has a reunion special on HBO Max I haven't watched yet, would probably know the actress that plays his mother. Oh, his mother, yeah. Her name is Jessica Hetch, and she played Ross's lesbian wife's new wife, Susan, on Friends, uh, when she was younger. In this, in this show, she plays she plays Ryan's, Ryan's mother. It's really cute. If y'all looking for a like, really cute like sitcom out there, something different, check out Special. Yeah. And um, I know Mayor of Easton's getting good. There's only one more episode left. I can't wait. All I'm going to say, though, I've been watching Handmaid's Tale in the recent episode... All right, Juno Osborne, you're bringing it, honey. All right, I, I have it. not watched this since the first season. I no spoilers, that's all right. I'm going to say. June Osborne, you was bringing it, And what honey. was the other one we said we were watching? Um, um, Halston. Halston, that's right. You and McGregor's do uh, as Halston. Yeah, I mean, I would, I, I've actually fin- finished it. You're still watching, finishing it. I've actually finished well, it. Well, yeah, I just started it. I, it's only five episodes, I think I'm, I think I finished episode two. I'm really impressed with the with the young actress playing Liza Minnelli. Yeah, I mean, there's controversies around the thing, but I mean, come on, we know it's a Ryan Murphy thing. There is going to be some liberties taken, but you know what? There is some truth. Some. To, there is some truth to art. So it's not. Well, there uh, are some things he he, uh, there's he a, does take liberties, but there is still some truth. Well, in like there. with the Betty and Joan. Betty Davis, I don't believe, ever spoke. He had, he did have Betty and Joan a little more youthful than they actually were back then. And um, I don't think Betty Davis ever slept with Robert Aldrich. They, 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 he, I, sort of. 
implied that. I don't know if it. it, it I, I don't know if it came. Well, out and that's there. the thing with this Halston. There's a lot of things implied about and, Halston uh, and his life. Well, the Hollywood one. That one's. That's the well, one. Well, no, that one completely that, changed history. Well, no, no, that one was meant to be what could have been. That, that was, was like premise. Once Upon the Time that in Hollywood. That was the premise of, yeah, just like that. That was the premise of that. Did you know you saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, right? Yes. You know Margot Robbie, who played Sharon Tate, also plays Harley Quinn. Yes, I know Wouldn't that. Wouldn't it have been as cool if the Manson family would have met up with Harley Quinn instead of Sharon Tate? Oh, that would have been <laughs> Ba 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 blam! Can you just see? She would have, she would have, she would have beat the fuck out of all. Oh yes, honey. And then going back and gotten Charlie. (laughs) Now you were watching something, uh, Jennifer. Tell them, tell them about it. I think it was on HBO Max, wasn't it? Yes, it was. It's, it's. Oh God, it's so good. Uh, It's got some comedic elements to it, but basically they're playing it straight. Uh, It's called Doom Patrol, and it's about four individuals. Who acquire superpowers? One man, being a race car driver, who is killed in a race car accident, and his brain is saved and put into a robot. So he's this robotic man. And another character is a beautiful film actress who falls into the lake during a shoot and is possessed by some kind of water energy. And so now she can turn into a blob. So when she's well, stressed out, yeah, it is. And then there's the uh, like negative man, who is dressed like the Invisible Man, but he can shoot his soul out of his body, which is so cute because his body he collapses in the most unusual places, and the soul acts as as a energy force. What? And uh, it's really just a, a good movie, and I've only seen. I can do the that on any given episodes. Saturday. You can night. do that on any given Saturday. So I've only seen the first couple of episodes, <laughs> oh. but it really has potential. I, I really enjoy that. Yes. I think it's called it's called Astral Projection. <laughs> and we do have we we do this week we do have a very very light news week. They don't really have anything much. But you got some obits, don't you? We, yeah, we just we only have three obits. That's all we had last week. We're going to start first with um, Samuel E. Wright, the voice of Sebastian the Crab Uh, and the Little Mermaid. I grew up with that. That was we went around singing Under the Sea. I mean, Uh, yeah, he's the one who sang Under the Sea. He was a veteran stage actor. He earned two Tony nominations, but was best known for voicing the headstrong crab Sebastian in 1989 animated film The Little Mermaid. He was 72, and he died of prostate cancer. He was diagnosed three years ago according to what his doctor said. But he also performed the Broadway shows like Jesus Christ Superstore back in 1971. Disney's version of a lie, of the stage version of Disney's Lion King. Yep. And uh, in 1984 for The Tap Dance Kid. So he had pr- a pretty prolific stage career. But he'll always be known as Sebastian. So Thank you, Sam. Rest right. in peace, Sam. All, all the memories you're giving children. Yeah, and, and you're going to continue doing it anyway because they're still going to be watching The Little oh, Mermaid. Yeah. All right, our second one is a young actor named Kevin Clark. Uh, in the movie uh, School of Rock with, with Jack Black, he played the little drummer kid. And um, Fred, he played the yeah, little drummer kid, Freddie Jones. He died Wednesday and... and um, He's, that's what uh, Chicago T- Sun-Times and several other op- outlets reported. He was 32. He was riding his bicycle throughout an Avondale neighborhood 
of Chicago when a driver of a Hyundai Sonata Ooh. struck him around 1.20 a.m. That's a risk. And the paramedics took him to the Illinois Masonic Medical Center. He was pronounced dead at 2.04 a.m. I don't know, riding the bicycles at night like that, that is way too dangerous. But still, our hearts go out to the family. And that's, the, that's sudden and unexpected. That's just horrible. They didn't They didn't arrest the, um, the, the girl that was driving, the 20-year-old girl that was driving the car, but she was given citations. Now, his only acting credit was Jack, the, um, School of Rock. That's the only movie he ever made. Oh. And it's it's really, it's a shame that he, he's, you know, like a one hit wonder type of uh, actor. But he's probably somebody who decided not to. My guess is could be that um, he decided not to. But he was uh, reunited back in November 2018 with, with, um, with Tenacious D, Jack Black and Tenacious D for a show in Chicago. Obviously, that's where he lived and worked, and he survived by his mom and his sister. Rest in peace, Kevin. Yeah, rest in peace. That's horrific. Uh, people, guys, when y'all drive bicycles at night, stay in the bike lane and have some kind of reflective stuff on your bicycle and on your clothing. Because when you're driving, especially here, there's so many bicycles here in, um, in New Orleans, and so many accidents where people get killed on bicycles. And I know when you're driving, people get aggravated by them, but nobody wants to see anybody get killed, an innocent person no. get killed. Well, know? let me say this about bicyclists. The way they drive, darting in and out of traffic, I'll be honest with you. I can just roll over them, Please. back up, <laughs> and roll over them, and back up, and roll over them until either I pass out or run out of gas. Well, you remind me of some nasty old hag that one time said it gets joy in her heart. Well, y'all, y'all, <laughs> I know. Yeah, my nasty old hag. But let me tell you, this nasty old hag does have a sympathetic soul. Because I would like to add someone to the obituary list. Now, I don't know who the hell he is. We'll call him Anonymous Man. But he was some guy in a coffin being loaded into a hearse in front of the Catholic Church. So I just stopped and said goodbye to him. So, life well lived. Goodbye, Anonymous Man. And the coffin looked really cheap. I'm, I'm just letting you know. They buried him in a wooden box, it looked like. But, Anonymous Man, my hat's off to you. Okay, so that is our uh, <laughs> irrational rant of the week. <laughs> yeah. All I wanted to say with all that was, please observe the traffic. Yeah. The, the, I'm not want to back over anybody yes. or anything. I don't really... Whether you're Jennifer a bicyclist really, or a driver, Jennifer observe. really meant that, because if she did, she wouldn't say it was she's going to be heard by thousands of people. Unless you have a puppy with you, then I won't run over you. Well, that's when you throw them in the wood chipper. Oh! I don't want to throw all dogs into your wood chipper, Jennifer. Just yours. Just mine. My innocent one. <laughs> and the lady who said she puts joy in her heart oh when we went to bicycles. Yes. <clears throat> her dogs could go in the wood chipper. Not, yeah, right. <laughs> Just kidding. So you and, had one more obit, didn't you? Yes, one more. And this is a Republican Senator John Warner. He's the ex-husband of Elizabeth Taylor. He's the longest-serving Republican senator in Virginia's history. He died of heart failure on Tuesday evening at the age of 94. Now, the senator's death was announced from email from, from his longtime chief of staff, Susan McGill. And um, he, he served for 30 years from 1979. That's when he was married to Elizabeth Taylor until, nine, until 2009. He was also one of the last 
moderate, almost liberal Republican senators. Oh, yeah, many left. I mean, we're not going to get into that too far. That, you know. Oh, you did mention, though, also he was the Secretary of the Navy underneath Nixon during, from 72 to 74. That's right at that late part of the... Um, Vietnam War. Now, this is this is just. I'm not saying this anything, right? You know, this isn't <laughs> an opinion or anything. But this is something that's notable about him. He was a Republican, but he made waves when he broke ranks with his party, and endorsed his Democratic successor in 2014. And he sided with Hillary Clinton over Donald Trump in 2016. He also endorsed President Joe Biden. So, like I said, moderate yeah, to almost kind of leftish leaning. Yeah. We're a centrist Republican. Yeah. Rest in peace, Senator Warner, and thanks for your service. Okay. All right. Now I think it's time. You have a spirit of the week for us, Jennifer? I have a spirit of the week. And I, I've had this spirit since I've been a child. And it's called the Banshee. Now I think we everybody has a pretty good idea of what a Banshee is. But my father's father came from Ireland. So the Irish legends are really ingrained in him. And what a banshee is, actually, it's part of the fairy folk. It's part of the fairy community. But it's a woman who appears in funeral mourning and cries and wails to the family in the house. And she heralds the death of a member. Now, she's not an evil spirit. She doesn't bring the death. She just warns the family of the death. And it's just uh, a traditional belief of the Irish. I, I grew up hearing about it from my father, and he really believed in the Banshee. Now, something interesting, something that is a little bit more normal and not superstitious or abnormal, is professional whalers. I find them interesting. One of the origins of them are in Egypt. And, but it's traveled through many cultures, the Spanish culture and the Chinese culture. And that's when you hire people to go to the funeral and mourn. And they wail and mourn in a ritualistic fashion. They do that in Sicily, too. They do that in Sicily. Yeah, it's all-encompassing. It goes through many cultures. And one last thing, which isn't wailing, but I find this interesting, is a sin eater who's an, uh, who originated in Appalachia. And this person will eat food off of the dead body, like bread and salt and wine, and thus taking in that person's sin so that person can then go to heaven. So that, that's not wailing, but I find it an interesting tradition anyway. So the Banshee, that is my spirit of the week. That was wonderful. All yes. right. That, that was a very you, good Thank story. You that, Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you, Jennifer. Now, you have your horoscope. You uh, actually got to tell them about the Patreon account first. Oh, yes. The Patreon account. Uh, we need your support, folks. We have a Patreon account. We have three tiers. Uh, the entry-level tier is Antoinette Frank, and that one is $5 a month. Uh, Mid-tier is the Axeman. All, uh, all of our tiers are, are named after horrific New Orleans murderers. <laughs> so the, the middle one is the uh, Axeman. That one's $10 a month. Now, a top tier, a premium tier, is La Madame LaLaure. That one is $25 a month. But you get many different things. When we set, we, we, As soon as we get enough of a Patreon audience together, we're going to be doing live shows. 
We're going to be doing, uh, Philip's going to be doing tarot readings. Yep. I don't know, Jennifer could do something too if she finds anything she's good at. I can tap dance. No. No. We actually might all be doing the tarot reading. We may, we may, we're all able to do tarot reading, so we may do like a yes. triple, give a triple opinion. We're also going to have guests, reading. like we have some friends that are uh, proficient in um, uh, voodoo and Wicca. We have some friends that we know that we have one really good friend that has a, a magic shop in the French Quarter. And that we're going to have, maybe even have some tour guides that specialize. Um, I, I would love to have uh, this certain, this young man I worked with that does, uh, he's a friend of Claudia's too. You know who I'm talking about. Um, his name's Michael. Michael Bill. Yeah. I'd love to have him on. Oh, he's an Italian. I love him. love to have him on one day. And um, we also, um, I think he listens to us too because he put some likes on it. I think he follows us on Twitter. Um I just, uh, you know, and also, the merch. You guys get some merch. Yay! Well, well we got to do a new print with Jennifer's signature. Yes. So, we're we, we going to have a, right now we still have the autograph print, autograph by Philip and I, but we got to do a new one with Jennifer. We also have uh, coffee cups, coffee bugs, t-shirts, um. What's the other thing we have? I know we have a tote bag as the top prize. You get a free one every time you... Every Wait, so many months. We need to make a shirt of just me and Jennifer. And, like, you know how you have thing one and thing two? It'll be this bitch and that bitch. I thought uh, caricatures of y'all. Yeah, caricatures. And, it, and what was mine going to say? You can be this bitch and I'll be that bitch. I like and that what idea. what is mine going to say? And if you say, hey, bitch, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick you to your daddy. You don't even get bitch. You just get daddy thoughts. God. How about hot daddy? Well, I mean, I kind of was going He is a hot daddy. Oh, crying out loud. Jennifer. I ain't going With that, that gray beard and that bald not, head, you're no, a hot daddy. The gray beard's going to become a brown beard later. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, please, please, we need some, you know, because I really, we want to start going to the Crime Con and different conventions, and I want to take selfies with the fans. That's my, my dream. I've always wanted, since a little bitty boy, I wanted to take selfies with fans. Wait a minute. There was no such thing as cell phones when I was a little boy. What am I saying? I don't know. You're, you're just self-involved even when you were young. I want to take selfies with fans. I know that. He just wants to be near the fans. If I had a selfie for every man I slept with, my oh, God, entire you're... house would be decorated in photos. No, Jennifer, your phone would have no more memory left. No, it looked like Photo Lab. Remember us old ah! people that Photo Lab used to get your pictures... Done oh, you talking about lab. those little booths? The little booths that you drive, you drive through. up yeah, to. You drive up and to. Kids would even drive up in their bicycles. Yeah. To them. yeah. Yes. Back in the day. Yes. Well, it is that time, folks. Oh, you got the horoscope. It's time for the weekly time. horoscope. Oh, Yay. you get it. You get it. This is a. You know, this is one of the most popular parts of the. Oh podcast. yes. It is the smothered edition this week. Oh, Beverly All Goldberg. All the signs are getting a visit from an evil kind of Beverly Goldberg figure. Oh, my God. Yeah, is yes. She, is she going to give the teacher an Indian burn like my Italian <laughs> Barry, Beverly But everybody's Goldberg getting mother. smothered. Everybody's getting smothered. <laughs> the key is, what are they getting smothered with? Okay, here we go. Let's, Let's start with Aries. 
You're getting smothered with a dirty dish towel. Oh, good lord. Oh, god, you have a smell with a dirty dish towel smells like. Nasty. Nasty. Oh. Kind of like your breath, Jennifer. No, just kidding. Yeah, it's true. Actually, she's eating the breath mint right now, so I'm sure Probably she's got, like, Just about my breath smelling good for this podcast. Right. Probably got bits of things on there and stuff. Just nasty. Oh, nasty. Oh, and the dried up soap and everything. A dry, yeah, oh, it's nasty. Yeah, yeah. All right, okay, that was, that, that was a good start. Taurus! <laughs> well, if you survive, which you probably won't, it's aluminum foil. You might be able to communicate with the extraterrestrials. Reynolds wrap. It's oven tempered for flexible strength. <laughs> you remember that commercial? <laughs> oh, wait, is this to keep the extraterrestrials out? I don't know what they're doing. They're either keeping them out, keeping them in. But nonetheless. No, some others want to keep things out. You're still going to. Well, I want to keep the kids in. You're not going to. Gonna, yeah. <laughs> You'll have more of a chance meeting ghosts on the other side than meeting the extraterrestrials this week. Gemini. Oh, that's Roz, right? Yes, that's our Roz. That's Will. That's Will. A paper grocery bag. Oh. We can put it over his head. Is it double lined? Yeah, oh yeah, they're going to put it over his head. No holes, That's though. what his last girlfriend did. Put a bag over his head. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Is he listening to this? <coughs> He's in the other room. He's not listening tonight. Mm-hmm. Well, when he and I don't know if he listens once we record. So wait, now is this going to be like, like, what's even worse is if this is like a double lined grocery bag. Oh. And is it one of those sturdy ones like from Trader Joe's or, or Whole Foods? Like, I don't know. I've got a lot of questions about this grocery bag being used. I don't know, but uh, yeah, that's something I wanted to bring up about about grocery bags. I've noticed in the movies, nobody has those little plastic bags with the handles. When they bring in groceries in, they always carry in the old-fashioned grocery bags in their arms. Oh, did that? Yeah. Either, and that must be, too, because it's more dramatic. Yeah, they're doing that. There's also, there's the whole, like, thing about not doing plastic bags. Because a lot of the things out in California now. And then you got the grocery drop. Every time there's a, um, uh, uh, some, some dramatic. Oh, yeah. And, the, and it rips. And they drop and the groceries. And there's always loose oranges just flying everywhere. Oh, yeah. Oranges always fall out. Uh, now, every time I buy oranges. Maybe apples. I either usually. buy them. Um, any kind of fruit like that that I buy. The oranges I, roll real I usually good. buy them. I, you know, if I buy them loose, I put them in a paper bag, right. plastic bag, and tie them. Or you buy them in the little Oh, you net buy bag. whole big bags yeah. of them, little yeah. net bags. Yeah. I've never had loose oranges falling out of my groceries. So. But also, besides seeing. Uh, the paper bags, you don't see the plastic, but uh, you see paper, or you see all the new reusable bags being used in filming as well. Yeah. Or they love using, they love using those little, like, that, like when you're going to get real bougie, those, like, cloth um, tote bag looking. Which tote bag is one of the things you get from our... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually, and you know, the thing you'll be happy about... That you about, can use for your if, groceries! If you get that tote bag, too, if you ever become homeless, you'll already have your bag. <laughs> I could start a new Wow, line. Barry, wow. I know. It's Luggage a... for homeless people. <laughs> on that note, let's make, get you smothered. Barry, on that note. Okay, I deserve to be smothered. After yeah, that. after that. After that, guess what you're getting smothered with? What? A pool noodle. Oh, no. I'll shove it right in your mouth. Oh, no, you're going to wrap my face in it. Dude. Well, they're probably going to shove it That'd in there. That'd be even worse. Oh, well, well, don't shove it in my mouth. You'll never get it back. Oh. You take the whole noodle? The whole noodle. Oof. 
And you know something? If we weren't already marked explicit, we'd have to be after she joined. I could suck a pool toy through a... All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. right. I'm just saying. That was last month's uh, episodes. Yes. She should she should have been here for the the kink episode. Oh my god, we wouldn't have been able to even put it on Spotify. They would have taken it. We would have had triple X rating. We would have been we would have been banned off the off of the. We would only end up on we ended up on like X two and Pornhub. <coughs> yeah, we would have been. Uh, well, we would have been like Roseanne. It ain't the first be, time you ended up on Pornhub. We'd be canceled. Oh, we'd be canceled. Ooh. Did I? Did I? We would be canceled. But which show was that in the seventies? Where? They canceled it because a woman peed on on the show. God, I can't. No. You remember that? You remember that? I don't remember that. I, I don't so. remember that. I thought I, I wasn't around. TV show, but sh- you you didn't see her, but you could hear her peeing in the bathroom. I think it was at Hot L Baltimore or something. You remember that? Oh, I used to love that show. You know who the lead in that was? Berta from Two and a Half. Yeah. Days. Yeah. Conchetta Farrell. Anyway, rest in peace. We lost her last oh. year. Well, moving right along, Leo. Oh, what are we going to do to Curtis? We got a plastic shopping bag. A plastic shopping bag. Now, what kind of plan? That, that's the key, though. I looked it up. Like, is is he being smothered by, like, one of those Walmart, that, like, rips? But you're just like, that wouldn't even be bad. Or is it one of those, like, old school, you know, when you went to the mall, like, certain shops had the one where you had the little string and you pulled it and it made it real tight and closed? Is it that kind of bag? Oh, good. That's so terrible. That was pretty thick that plastic, too. I don't even know if that plastic's even allowed anymore. That was oh. a plastic. So it's... Oh, that's Jennifer's next, right? Marco. She's going to get uh, uh, attacked by the killer bicycles. Well, oh, God. from what I heard about Virgos, all that they've been concocting out of their mouths, they're getting wax paper. <laughs> okay, now is that before... Or after you cool off the candy on the wax paper. Because you know I'm a big girl. So if you're going to do it with wax paper, I, I want some chocolate. I guess, no, it, all, you know, I guess it all depends on the candy. time of day and the situation. There's no candy on it. It'll just be um, wax. Hell. Well, you, you've been too How bad. about cookie dough? It'll probably be the devil's fudge with you. Ooh, the devil's fudge. <laughs> I, I might. You know what the devil's fudge is? I might. It's not like a, it's not like a dirty Sanchez, is it? Yes. Oh my God! No, <laughs> no we don't do dirty Sanchez. No. It's definitely not divinity. There ain't nothing holy about this bitch. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. All right. <laughs> Libra, we had Libra. Oh my mom. Well, rest up, rest us all. I mean, luckily she's not around to get smothered. But if she was, no, she would be doing the smothering. Well, oh, she might be doing it with this, but she could also be getting smothered with mm. this. Libra, y'all getting smothered with a welcome mat. Oh, she used to welcome people. That's a way to say hello. <laughs> I think she would smother people with big old pots of spaghetti and meatballs or big old pans of lasagna. Was she into Was she into that sloshy stuff? She was into cooking. Oh, okay. That's kind of disturbing, you know, <laughs> like smothering people. She was with... Italian. She believed in the macaroni. I mean, there is a fetish called sloshing. Why do you think I cannot... And they love spaghetti noodles. Why do you think I cannot eat spaghetti and meatballs on a Sunday? I will not... You're not... I kind of worry about your partner because he always likes his pasta real sloppy and a lot of sauce. I One time my he... mom liked it. She used to put too much sauce on Is your on partner pasta. sloshy? No. Oh, you sure? Not that I know of. Not you know of. But, um... I know that um, 
that my mom used to. I, I know there was, you know how like some black people refuse to eat fried chicken and watermelon? Well, I refuse to eat spaghetti and meatballs on a Sunday. Because it's so cliche. And so, it's almost racist. Yeah. Well, you know what? I refuse to eat. No, never. No, never mind. No, I can't say that. But you all can guess what I refuse to eat. Dirty Sanchez. <laughs> I'd rather have fudge. a dirty Sanchez than a... The a, devil's fudge. The devil's fudge. Oh, my God. No, I don't. I will not. I will eat spaghetti and meatballs all the days. But I will not eat spaghetti and meatballs on a Sunday. Ever. Oh. Well... Moving, continuing on, we've arrived at Scorpio, my son. And how apropos, a faux fur accent pillow. You're gonna get smothered by a faux fur accent pillow. Hey, at least I get to go out. What softly. the freak is a faux fur accent? I, you know what? I'll take a picture. On, I have like several of them on my bed. Actually, okay. Do that so I could put it on Instagram and uh, uh, tweet it so people know mm-hmm. what you're talking about. A faux fur accent? Most people... Okay. Just go search it on Amazon, bitches. But okay, I'll take a picture. I'll take a picture. I am gonna I'll take a picture uh, when I get home and you, and you can post it. Actually, one of the reasons I have faux fur on everything is because if you have a cat, it's very wise, with, or even any kind of animals, pets, but especially cats because you know, they like do all that kneading and stuff. It's so good to have, like, faux fur stuff, whether it be faux fur accent pillows, fur faux comforters, blankets, because what happens is it lasts longer without getting all those little scratch marks because you can't really... It's not that they're not doing whatever. You just don't notice it. Oh. See, I didn't know, I, I didn't know that. I thought you had faux fur because you couldn't afford real fur. No, it's because I don't yeah, want PETA coming to my goddamn house. And painting uh, animal abuser shit on it, okay? Yeah. Well, that's exactly, no, that's exactly the kind, I have one just like that. I have several, actually, but I have one Well, you know, like if that. you would have kept one of your dogs, we could have made one of these with his fur. Oh! With enough of hair, we could. Wow, y'all, that's getting serious. Well, that would be after the wood chipper, of course. <sighs> of course. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, it kind of looked like sticky, didn't it? Yeah. Talking about the wood chipper, we're at Sagittarius. <laughs> My lovely partner of 14 years is a. Uh, oh, you Sag- put him in the wood chipper? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> we'll never know. All right, Sagittarius, get prepared. Y'all are going to be smothered by a rubber bath mat. Oh, oh. I wonder if that is Something's a clean nasty. one or a dirty one. I didn't really say which one on here. Did well, I? dirty one would be much more A lot torturous. more toe fungus. Well, if it, if it's, let me tell you, I've had personal experience. If it's a rubber bat mat from one of those damn truck stops, it's going to be dirty. I'm just yeah. saying. Oh. Yeah, you'll actually wish for death. You won't want to survive that because what, whatever bacteria and funguses enter your body, you're sure to have a painful death after if you, if you do survive. Well, what surprised me is that in those truck stops, they have a whole section where truckers can take showers. I'm just saying. No, I'm sorry. Oh, you're just saying? Or did you... Uh... Well, it's kind of hard for me to pull off that trucker look, but God knows I tried. <laughs> 
move on, move oh, on. Oh, Capricorn. We we, we're Capricorn. Oh, we're on, we on Lance now. Yeah, we're on you, man, gonna Lance. Happen? What's going to happen to him? Well, grab a nice, big old industrial garbage bag. We can actually fit in one. That's how small he is. Oh, so you can, like, smother and dump them. Well, we can put them in recycling and hope a better version comes back. <laughs> yeah. Actually, with recycling in New Orleans, it might be a worse version. Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> Just saying. Aquarius. We've arrived at Aquarius. Break out that saran wrap. Wrap it up. Oh, okay. Now I'm going to sound, I'm going into Jennifer territory. They could probably wrap up both their heads. I know. Oh! <laughs> I know a guy that likes to be kidnapped and wrapped in saran wrap. Oh, really? Yeah. Thank you were telling me about him. Yeah, yeah really. And he's and he has a fetish for a certain brand of bread. Oh. Yeah. He's very um disturbing. Okay. <laughs> what kind I've of never bread? Met a what's the brand of bread? Bunny. Oh, the bunny bread. Bunny I used bread. to love to tell when the bunny bread was in the air, you know, when they had the factory. Mm. What was that out in the where was it? Yeah, that was up down the road. Industrial Canal. Yeah, oh the bunny down bread. Road. Yeah. It's still there. That's where they bake it. I don't know. I don't get to smell it as much as you said. One time they were baking so much. I smell them burst in the coffee beans because both Louisiana and Folgers coffee is right around there. Well, I love that. So when you pass in by there, you can smell the coffee beans, especially if it's around like three or four in the morning when they roast them. Yeah. Good memories. Okay. Pisces. Y'all are getting smothered by a standard king size down feather pillow. Oh. Smothering fish. Well, see, there's down feather, like the down feather for it's better than a lot of this, like new memory foam and stuff because you can, like, it, I don't know, it's just classic and you can really form it around the head when you. Okay. I'm not saying I know. I don't know what happened. I don't know how this happened. You, y'all all, including me, have seemed to top the, on the disturbing meter as further than we've ever gotten on this podcast. Got, this is the most disturbing we've ever been. Don't be too disturbed. I really do love y'all Pisces. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> so anyway, um, we are going to we go into our uh, Barry Marino Cross Creation commercial. And um, when we come back, we're going to do the last installment of our Mama Mia Murderous Moms. This week, we're covering Susan Smith. Anybody... That was alive in the 1990s knows who this lady is. And uh, she uh, provided a very watery grave for her two babies. So anyway, we will be right back after this. As some of y'all may remember, and if you're new to our podcast, I have another business that has finally become live on the internet. It's Barry Marino's Craft Creation. I've made afghans, table runners, hats, scarves, plus more. And more coming weekly. Yes. Great thing is, we sell all holidays year-round, so you will not have to wait till that time of year to order what you would enjoy. Thanks to our Oz, Will, it is easy and interactive website to see what has been posted. And guess what? In the next few days, my first line of candles called... Gentilly Lace. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, that's... Gen- Gentilly's a little part of New Orleans where we live. That's where we both live, yeah. And it will be available for purchase. And guess what? I'm also starting a seasonal line. So every season will have its own candle. 
So be on the lookout for our Spring Rose Candle at our website today, BarryMarinoCraftCreations.com. That's B-A-R-R-Y-M-A-R-I-N-O-C-R-A-F-T-C-R-E-A-T-O-I-T-I-O-N-S. Oh, make sure we spell it correctly, right? Dot com. (laughs) See you then. All right, everybody, we are back. We are. Um, this is our last installment of Mamma Mia, Murderous Bombs, and it has been a fun, a fun series, hasn't it? It's. Um, I mean, it's been a disturbing one, but we've had some good shows. So this week we're covering the case of Susan Smith. I give you a little bit background on her. Susan Lee, born to Susan Lee Vaughn. Smith was born on September 26, 1971. And um, she had a very stable home life, they say, according to her Wikipedia page. But her father committed suicide when she was six years old. And she herself attempted suicide when she was 13. So that doesn't sound very stable to me, does it? No. No. Anyway, so she graduated from high school. I guess her... um, she did have a, uh, her father was a member of the local chapter of the Christian Coalition. Her mother then married Beverly Russell. It's her stepfather, I'm sorry. I'm getting this messed up. I'm getting ahead of myself here. Uh, her stepfather was Beverly Russell, a local, uh, a member of the local chapter of the Christian Coalition, who was later revealed to have molested her when she was a teenager. So Christian, aren't we? <laughs> and, uh, he was still, they were still having a, an affair up until right before the murders of the children. So she graduated high school from 1989. She made a second attempt to kill herself because she was having an affair with a married man and he refused to end it. And, and he ended it because he refused to leave his wife. She married a man named David Smith and had two sons. She got pregnant from David and had the first son, Michael. And then um, they had a really, the, the marriage wasn't a good one. It was very rocky. Both of them cheated on each other. And, you know, they, they really, they, I don't know, they, they, they were typical kind of, no offense, because I know you live in one year. <laughs> trailer park people. Yes. But they were kind of trailer park people. And um, actually, they were, all, they were on again, off again. And the second son, Alexander, Alex, was conceived during one of their on again periods. So on October 25th, 1994, she and uh, she reported to the police that her car had been she had been carjacked, and her two chi- children were in the car, and she was carjacked by a black man, and he drove away with Alexander, who was at the time three, and Ale- Alexander, who was at the time 14 months, and Michael, who was at the time three, and. Um, all for nine days straight. She was doing Please on television. David was doing Please on television. Her mom was pleading. The stepfather was pleading. Everybody. Well, now, at one point, though, they actually, after a few days, they actually had this cousin come in. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. To, to that's what I, was, I was getting yeah. to that. I was getting to that. So, they stopped coming on TV, and they had her cousin come on as a spokesperson. And that started arousing suspicions in people. Why are they not... My child, You saw your children being driven off. They're missing. You can't. Nobody can find them anywhere. 
They're hunt, they're, there's a huge manhunt. It's a case that's known all over the yeah, country. Yeah, you would be on the TV, please. I would be everybody. on that TV myself. Say, so find they, my children, please. They, that's what you'd be saying. They, yeah. They started getting suspicious. That's what you would say. And finally, somehow or another, she flubbed up or something. And the story wasn't. So they, they finally got her to confess. That she took her car and rolled it into the John D. Long Lake in South Carolina, drowning the babies inside. And her motivation was to because she had a local local wealthy wealthy man by the name of Tom Finley he was in love with, and he said he wanted her but he didn't want her children. That is really horrifying, and I'm sorry. Um, and they thought that that he sent her a letter saying that he didn't want them. And she said that there was no modem, no, nor did she plan the murders. She's saying she just was in the crazy frame of mind when she did it. Now, uh, later investigations revealed that detectives doubted Smith's story from the start and believed that she murdered her sons. And by the second day of the investigation, the police suspected she knew the location and hoped that they were still alive. They started to search lakes and ponds, including John D. Long Lake. Where the bodies were eventually found. So, um, after the boys had been missing for two days, Smith and her husband were subject to, po to polygraph tests, and the biggest breakthrough of the case was her description of the carjacking location. She had claimed that a traffic light had turned red, causing her to stop at an otherwise empty intersection. However, it was determined the light would not have turned red for her unless the vehicle was present on the intersection. Yeah, right. another vehicle, yeah. And that's how they knew that she was lying and it conflicted with her statement. Got him. So, so she went to trial in 1995. She hired uh, the, uh, David Brock and Judy Clark served as coast counsels. And in their opening statement, they argued that Smith was deeply troubled and suffered from severe depression. And Clark showed the jewelry, this case, this is not a case about evil. This is a case about despair and sadness. And the defense's theory to the case was that she drove to the edge of the lake to kill herself and her two sons, but her body willed itself out of the car. Her body willed itself out of the car? That, I don't know. Would you, it willed itself out of the car? This thing like okay, that. there is... So, I know, Phil, you got something to say about this. There's so much to unpack here, okay? So, okay, you want to you focus on the car, okay? Let, or focus on, on her leaving the vehicle, leaving the car. First up, we go back to what you were talking about. You have to ask the question, was she depressed? That's the first question. Was she depressed? Do y'all think she was depressed? Um... It's, well, she, she, she was very depressing looking, I know that much. And there is a possibility... Yeah, I mean, there's a possibility knowing her past history, she was. Yeah. And, um... But there's a lot of acting going on when you look at those videos. There's a lot of acting on Oh, her yeah. And saying that she was carjacked by a black man, this is rural oh, South Carolina That was the most racist, she, messy bitch move she could have made. But she, she knew what she was doing. She knew what she was she doing. She knew that if she said a black man carjacked her, that they, she was going to be instantly believed. A young white woman with two kids on the road, a black man did it. Oh, and we can say we live in Louisiana, so we know there's, in the South, there was, especially in the 90s, there was, and even somewhat today, there was, 
There is still racist intentions in people's hearts, and she knew she could pull on that to take the scent off herself. She knew it, point blank. Yeah. She knew what she was doing. It was a racist, messy bitch move. Well, it's like, okay, and during that time, too, in 1994, that was right around the OJ time. And yep. and the Rodney King yep. and you know and the, when they uh, and the, 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 the what's that the uh, L A riots yeah. the L A riots yeah, that's after Rodney King and yeah. she uh, and and it was a racially sensitive time and it was a very polarizing there was a lot, a lot of polarizing division among the races and everybody was all pissed off of all of, of all races was all pissed off and she knew. Immediately, if she said a young white mother on the road alone and a black man comes up and takes the car, they're going to believe her instantly. But the thing is, is that she wasn't really believed instantly. And my mom, when she first said that, she said, that woman killed her children. There was no black man that was that. I said, you sure? She says, I'm positive. She says, I'm seeing... She, and she was getting like a Diane Downs vibe from her. Right. You know? Well, this is a little different than Diane Downs. One of the things I was trying well, to... Well, they both were about a man. I... Okay. Because you know me when I always look, I'm trying to figure out all the psychologists possible here with this, looking at this. Is this some um, extended... Well, not, not that extended, because one of the children was still very young. The one, the one was still just a little over... He was like, what, 14 months? Mm-hmm. A little over a year. And what I'm trying to think is... Yeah, I couldn't even talk. Was this a deranged form of postpartum depression? Like a very rare form of it? Because also, the reason I say this is we do know one of the forms of killing in postpartum... Just run with me for this. I know this is a weird angle I'm going with this, okay? Uh. I know it doesn't exactly fit, but it kind of might. Is drowning. Like, usually when the baby's in the bathtub, they'll drown the baby in the bathtub. This bitch actually drowned him in a lake. Yeah, but it is usually... The, the crime she So committed. there's more... That's why I said deranged, because there's so much more premeditation to it. But this crime was thought out... Because that's not premeditated. That's usually in a moment of this, sad. This, this crime was thought out and planned. And right before that, she got the letter with the man saying that he didn't want the children. Well, and that's where I'm saying, is this a form... And, and so... Then there comes the question. I see there's some form of depression about her life. She seemed happy with the kids and some home videos, but the depression was she didn't get what she really wanted, which was the whole picture of what she wanted. Which was money. And this, well, I think it's even more than money. It's a revenge thing. She wants, she, it was more, money is just a small part of a bigger picture of this perfect life she thought she deserved. Okay? She had some beautiful children, though. And that's that, and that's that's what kills me. And she didn't want what killed me is when those words came out of her mouth, knowing she had killed her kids, trying to throw it out. And she says about the beautiful child, I was like, I you miss did my it. babies. My, see, my only question, and this is my understanding of, of postpartum. It happens after you have the baby. Now these children looked older. Well, than an infant or a baby. Well, that's why I'm thinking extended, though. It can be extended. Can it? The the partum can be extended? But what's weird about is, uh, the reason I say a deranged form of it is because I think she had a hope for something to turn out a certain way with David, with the kid, and it didn't turn out that way. 
And then she goes and sees this other guy and this other opportunity. And so, so it's really weird. Is it really that or is it there's a revenge factor? Because in the car was all the wedding albums and everything else of her yeah. and David. There was all these memory shit in the trunk. Yeah. I don't know if you met, do you remember that? Yeah. It's, it's so, actually, so this is what I'm getting at. There's a lot of weird dynamics. This is so much different than the other the other three cases we did. This is its own. Well, each case is, is different. Yeah, as I said, this did. is so different on a level. And the fact that she did drowning, that, that's interesting. Drowning is very interesting. And the way and manner in which she did the drowning, she let the vehicle take the kids down. Okay, this isn't like Diane Downs who shot her children. Yeah, that's taking that's actually. I'm not saying that's a good thing at all, but anyway, that's that's wanting to take that full responsibility in your hands. This woman didn't really want to take that responsibility in her hands. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, of course, none of them seem to take the responsibility right away to confess. We know that, but she let gravity and machinery and technology which she was responsible for but in her mind she just kind of let that go well anyway that was what what I just mentioned was what the defense said now the prosecution said that uh, they believe she murdered her children and started a new life with her former lover oh she did <clears throat> it only took the jury two and a half hours to convict him of murdering her two sons. And during the penalty phase, the lead prosecutor, Tommy Pope, he uh, he argued passionately in favor of uh, the death penalty. But the jury, the jury ultimately voted against the death penalty. And her defense uh, psychiatrist diagnosed her with dependent personality disorder and major depression. Which is in line with exactly both sides' story that's being said. Prosecution and defense on this, it does all fit. Because I do agree, she was, I mean, the timing, she thought <coughs> that her life could be better with this other guy, but she <coughs> had to erase all the previous life. Yeah, she, she was getting rid of her wedding pictures. Bitch, consequences still come with doing that. I mean, I don't care whether we were... I don't think she thought she was going to get caught. I think she, I don't think she thought the children were ever going to be found. And I think people were going to, she thought people were going to continue to believe that some black man took the car and took the children too. And another thing, reason why is that it didn't. Well, she kept making excuses even after all of that got came, all the, all the stuff, the bad story came back. Then it became the question of, oh, well, I kind of, it got out of my hand and it just went. See what I'm saying? She didn't just like, it wasn't like when Diane Downs shot the children in the car. When she is still. She let the vehicle go. And so now she could say, she could, she even left the window to say, I know I just let it go, but I didn't really want to let it go. And by the time I could have done something, I really couldn't do it. And Well, but you did it. Now, you still uh, let the vehicle go into right, the lake. Right, right. Into right, the water. Right, right, right. Oh, oh, did you see that part? Talking about that, they did a re like an experiment. Yeah, they showed the car exactly like what the, the kids would have went, and that was to really give the jury a feeling of what those kids had to go through in those last minutes, what they would have experienced. And I can just imagine the older, which they're both little, but the older one, he's trying to think, "Can I get out? Can well, I save my little brother?" 
The little one was probably just crying. He was just he, the little one he, probably did, didn't even know how to take. Yeah, the very all little. he could do is cry. But he, the older he one, he just knew there was turmoil going on. But around. the older the one, the older one understood what was struggle, happening, and he was probably struggling to get out and get his brother out. And I just imagined that horror. What, what really, what really upset me is experiencing it through the camera. When the police put a camera, I'm glad in the they car, did though, and then put the car into the to the water, and you saw how the car was filling up, and that's what those children saw. That's horrible. Uh, yeah, and I'm glad they did do that experiment. I am thankful that they did that, and 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 that's the one thing I think of this case. If we were talking about this case, if it would have been say the 1960s or 1950s, that wouldn't have happened. So the great part about as time well, goes along, she probably along, would have gotten away with it back then. Yeah, probably might have got away with it. Because it was really unthinkable. Gotten... Nobody would think that a mother was going to kill her kids. Oh, blame it. They would just found a random black man and, and lynched right, him. Right. Probably. You know? Yeah. Oh, there's that that's like that's like the with like the the police officers. And by 1990s, people were a little bit more sophisticated on things. And he said, you know, carjackings happen with children in the car, and usually. When they see these children in the car, they just abandon the car and run away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it becomes out. kidnapping. And kidnapping is actually punishable. And a lot of it's, people, and, and that's what they said, most statistics make sense because most people are like, oh, no, I don't, I don't want to be thought of hurting children. They were like, I'm just trying to get a car. I'm just trying to get a... I've even heard uh, cases where the, the carjacker leaves the car in front of a police station with the kids in it. Right, hospital. right, right, because they don't want to... No, no, yeah, yeah. they don't want to deal with that. And that usually ends up working in their favor to get less of a sentence because they got... So but, yeah, you know, I don't believe fit. I don't believe it was just depression, and I don't believe she had any type of innocence at all. I think she planned that. She wanted that man. Oh no, women go crazy when it comes to not, not all women. Let me tell you, but there are certain women and certain transgendered women too. Yes, yes, yes. I'm not talking about you. No, preach it though. It's true. When a man shows them any attention, they go crazy, and nothing else matters. Yeah. I told you that when we talked about the downs too. Nothing else matters but that man. Yeah. I once Tom had a young girl, and her mom had a boyfriend, and she was very, you know, the girl was maybe thirteen or fourteen, and she had there were younger children too, and she had this girl taking care of the younger kids. The mom had the girl taking care of the young kids, and she told me, "You see that man over there? He comes first. He comes before us." And I thought, God, this poor child. She's 13 years old, and she's burdened with this bomb roll. Because she's got a mother that cares more about this man than she does about her children. Yeah. You know? And this, and, and you, that it happens. I have had, I have known women, both cis and trans, that have gone crazy when they're shown any attention. Well, and that's where I'm saying there was more than depression at play here. The derangement here is so far that there's way more going on than that. Yeah. You know, that's that's I like I'm not saying that that wasn't a contributing factor at some part of my life, but there's a point where it went too far. It went beyond just a simple depression or even a post. This took a level of a whole other thing of, and and, and that's what I said. The idea that everything was in the trunk, that was trying to do erasure. She was trying to erase her old life. And that was well thought out, putting all that stuff in the vehicle like that. Uh-huh. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, that for me, there makes a difference. Now, I'm remembering a personal thing. That what, I, I was there during this. I remember it clearly. 
I was there when it was going on. And my mom was always is always been into the true crime thing. And she was a, a, a I, I, that's one of the reasons why I don't want to cover OJ is because she was so obsessed with that case that I don't in in a lot of ways I don't ever want his name again. But um, I can remember you know you know those tabloid TV shows like uh, A Current Affair and I think this was one of them that Bill O'Reilly was on. Oh goodness. And um. I think it was a current affair. That's what it was called, and uh, they would they did a whole episode on this with her crying. I want my baby. Blah, blah. So at the end on the closing credits, they're playing this sad song and they're showing videos of the babies playing with each other and everything, just really trying to tug at your heartstrings. And I remember thinking, it was starting to make me cry. I said, you know what? They doing this to, on purpose. They doing this to make us cry. It's all about ratings with these people. That's why. Yeah. That's what I can't stand about Nancy Disgrace or whatever the fuck oh. her name is. She, she, I just think she's a garbage woman. I'm sorry, but she was. Um, she was big on the Casey Anthony thing, and I hate to say that I agreed with her on something, but uh, this uh, this here, these um. These women, you know, th th this woman knew that she was killing those children. And it what, was planned out. She knew right from wrong. You can't blame depression. And I don't think she, she has parole. I don't think she deserves to come out, not just because of children, but yeah. there was another point we made. She's, rel she's false, eligible for parole. Let me let, let tell me that. She's it, eligible for parole in three years, in 2024. Her, her falsely putting that accusal out that there was this black carjacker. We don't know because it wasn't presented in the documentaries and things talked about but how many black men were wrongfully arrested or pulled over oh, during I'm that sure. time frame of those nine days. Nobody wants to talk about that but I'm sure it did happen. I'm a, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody was lynched and they just never we never so, found out. Or somebody it. had was shot by, or done something by police or something that we didn't know. At least beat up. Uh, or something. Know. Or went through something. You know, we are talking rural South Carolina. Or like a lot of times what would happen <laughs> when they found out, oh, this isn't the person, but they'd already pulled them over. Maybe they planted drugs on them or they caused some other problem or said that they were resisting arrest or whatever. So how many, how many people during that time frame had to go through some shit because Susan Smith and her little racist ass, I'm going to call it that, <laughs> said what she said. Well, and you and because of that, and because of that, we don't even know that part, let alone her what the horrific things that happened to her own two children and her her, her uh, ex-husband being being now left to live with this rest of I am glad he, though, was able to remarry, have, move on, have two other children, all, but He's still going to carry that for the rest of his life that he lost his two little baby boys. Of course, yeah. Well, he remarried and he has a daughter and a son now, and he has a happy life. And I'm glad. Him in those interviews though was breaking my heart. And he was, but he was heartbreaking during the interviews. Uh, you know, if she didn't want those children. That man would have raised them. And you know that lady that he married. She looks like a good lady. Would have taken those kids as her own. And talking about the psychology of him. Those boys would be grown now looked, and probably had their own children. If you look at her reaction upside his reaction in the interviews, that is the most compelling thing. Because she's putting all these crocodile tears and doing all this little fake shit and all this going on. 
he he however is what truly happens to somebody he looked stunned like a deer caught in the headlights yes he did like he didn't know where his life was going or what to do like for him that was the the you you saw the true mental toll of the loss of a child yeah now one thing I want to, I want to um, this is kind of going back to the Diane Down story. Uh, when it first happened, after we found out that she did it, she was com- that's who she was compared to the most was Diane. Downs. Oh yeah. And Anne Rule, who the, the one who wrote the book about Diane Downs and extensively covered Diane Downs's uh, case, she said she thought that Susan Smith suffered from the same histrionic personality disorder that Diane Downs has. This is why. Because she was putting on such an act and she kept on wanting to go before the camera. Please bring my babies back. Then she sent the representative when she got tired of it, when the, it didn't mean anything to her. But this is what Ann Rule saw. This is, this is her reasoning. I'm not necessarily saying that I agree, but she did have an ego. She, did, she was narcissistic. Because she thought her needs were more important than those children. And she was trying to gain sympathy. Yeah. She's probably more of a borderline. Yeah, the the, the the form of I would say she was the born, form born of killing is what gets me, and a lot of a lot of our listeners out there will get what I what I, I've been saying it throughout the podcast tonight. Diane Downs took the gun in her hands and actually shot the children, yeah. which in the moment shows I want to actually kill your responsibility. Yeah. Susan Smith wanted to kill her children, but she did it. Now that doesn't mean she's anywhere off the hook because it was horrific what she did. But she let a vehicle roll down on a lake. It's a very different kind of scenario. I don't know. I think that's pretty horrible. No, it's horrific. No, it's horrific. I'm not saying it's not horrific. What I'm saying is, is she, she was such, she didn't even, like, where you see with Diane Downs, this, this boldness in her mental health problem. Yeah. To just say, bam, bam, shoot the kids. You know what I'm saying? Well, she had well, different, I, I different think I, I There think was it. this thing of where Susan Smith was like, I want you to die, just go. Like, that was the drowning. It's it's a but very different... Jennifer was starting to say something. I know, I, I think that part of it is she was trying to separate herself from the whole thing. It's yeah. not that yes. she was trying to hide the bodies. I don't think that's no. why she put it in the water. I think she put it in the water because I'm one step away from this. I'm detached from this. Exactly. There goes my old life. I was. I don't think she was thinking. Well, let's put the car in the water. They won't find the bodies. I think it was a psychological separation. Yeah, exactly. Probably, That's a psychological you separation. So you're getting. And she figured that if they found it, they would say she. They would be able to say the black man did. Right. Right. Yeah. But anyway. yeah, just it's just it's just so weird. Like the idea in which she. Killed her children. Horrific as it is, it definitely tells us something of where she she's in some other form of psychosis that's yeah. way out there. That I, I mean, well, I think we'll never fully understand. Maybe only she fully can explain what happened. There. Yeah. So anyway, um, I have been. Uh, I, I'm very. Um, I enjoyed uh, covering these stories. 
I like uh, getting my spin on it. I like it. I like people being aware. I like being able to say what I think, what you think. But Jenna, and welcome once again. Jennifer came with us two weeks ago, and uh, yes, welcome you and again. Sticking, sticking I'm very pleased. I'm I'm not only pleased, but I'm honored to be part of this group. Now, Phil, tell us a little bit about what we're doing next month. Next month, uh, the series is actually going to be called Targeted While Out. Mm, and it's LGBT crime. It's going to be crimes. crime. Yes, hate crimes and crimes against LGBTQ plus uh, members of the community. And we're going to give our personal feelings. It, these cases, these things are very near and dear. They, they're, they're closer to us than these other ones have been. Yeah, yeah and it, for some, and for some of it, it was during our transformative years. And some of us lives. even know people who have been victimized by yes. this. And we will be talking about all of that next month for sure. And we also will be having one extra uh, uh, bonus episode. We will be adding next week. Though we will, we as we promised, we will actually. Uh, give our, our opinions on the Allen versus Farrell. So yes, we're yeah, we're going to do that next week. We will probably do that Monday night, um, which will definitely, you know, end, end the series for, you know, once and all, yeah. top it off. But uh, Jennifer, I want her to talk in the next month's series. She was best friends with a, la- a transgendered lady by the name of Fury. And Fury had a very interesting life. And Jennifer's going to give us some of those Fury stories. Yes, She yes. was really close to Fury, and Fury told her a lot of what's going on. And I even have a Fury story. I I, I, have, I, I, I actually witnessed Fury handling a gay basher, which is, you, you guys are going to love it when you finally hear it. So anyway, um, you can follow us on Twitter at A Shutters, Instagram at Open Shutters Podcast, our Facebook business page is Open Shutters, a creepy podcast. Our uh, Facebook group is the official page for Open Shutters, a, a creepy podcast. We uh, have uh, that, but yeah, that's all social media except for Patron. Patron, we really would love some support on Patron because you know, I know I want you guys. I know you guys want to take selfies with me, and I want to take selfies with you. <laughs> Uh, you have uh, Antoinette Frank tier, which is $5 a month. Our Axeman tier is $10 a month. And our Madame Laure tier, that's the one with all the good shit. That one is $25 per month. Now, um, we want to, we, we, we want you to, you know, to support us. We need your support. We're actually doing really well. We've we're over sixteen hundred followers on Twitter, and sixteen hundred followers on Twitter, and we also have over fifteen hundred downloads just on Anchor alone, which is only four percent of our audience. So there's a lot of you out there. We know you're out there, and we love you, and we know you guys like us. And why don't you give it? Okay, you know why didn't that guy instead of sending me that snarky email all he had to do was give me a snarky give us a snarky review on apple but of course that would cut our rating now so we don't want that to happen but anyway you can review us on apple and you also can email us at open shutters at yahoo.com so until then enjoy the view from the open shutters but don't fall out the window unless you're a stupid clansman because your goofy sheets will parachute you down anyway <laughs> <laughs>
Bye-bye. Good night. Good night. Bye-bye, everybody.